welcome to the Take Care Sis podcast with me, Key, and Kiki. Join two friends for a conversation around self-care in real life. We'll talk about anything on the spectrum from bubble baths to setting boundaries to managing friendships and more. As your sisters, we also just want to provide a weekly check-in. You know, like big sis asking little sis, sis, you good? So come on in, sis. Let's talk about how we can take better care of ourselves. Hey, Kiki. What's up, Kiki? Nothing much, sis. I am running on fumes. I understand. I had a late start today because I was running on fumes yesterday. For whatever reason, I stayed up last night watching Scratch, you know, from Scratch. Listen, y'all, this the first episode. Don't tell me. I don't know all the details. Okay, but listen, the first episode could be like, okay, watch the second episode and then you'll be hooked. So anyway, I stayed up way too late watching that. And then I was supposed to get up early and have clients. But both of them canceled. Um, and my pockets are not happy, but my sleep cycle is. So I then ended up sleeping until 11. <clears throat> yeah. Must be nice. It felt good. I had my goddaughter this weekend, so we had fun, in her words. I ain't really sleep much, but I hear Listen, the baby <laughs> had fun, and that's the... Enjoy it while it lasts, because then they turn 11, 12, 13, and don't want to hang out with auntie no more. I know. I know. However, my nephew did ask when I talked to him, he was like, auntie, are we still going to see Black Adam? Boy, you better believe it. What do you want to do? You want to hang with me? Let's go. (laughs) She only six, so I got a while. Plus, girls are a little bit easier. Like, my niece, whenever I'd be like, niece, I'm coming into town, she'd be like, yes, auntie, what are we doing? She says that, Mm -hmm. right? But then, heaven forbid, the day of, I'd be like, okay, well, what time are you going to be ready? Well, so my friend, she wanted to come over and... Mm. That was not part of the plan. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, see, see, <laughs> my best friend, she did not tell her until, like, the day before. Because, first yeah. of all, she was going to worry her to death. Like, when am I going to auntie's house? And second, she don't like a lot of surprises. So, like, the whole time I'm with her, we're like what's the plan? And I'm like, one, what are we going to do? Two, what's the next thing? Three, and she keeps repeating it just so we can keep her engaged. And she stopped asking me, like, this is what we're going to do. I said it 50 million times, but you know. That's crazy. She don't like surprises and she's sick. She don't. She likes surprises, but she don't because she's going to worry to death till she figure out what the surprise is. It's not like a, oh, oh yeah, okay. it's like, Oh, what are we going to do for the surprise? Is it now? Are we going now? She got a little nosy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Impatience. Oh, didn't you say the baby was an Aries? Who's baby? Your goddaughter. No, she's not an Aries. Mm -mm. You didn't have to say it like that. Let's just move forward. Mm -hmm. At all. Mm -hmm. So y'all, last week we talked about the woman king um, because Kiki finally went to see it. <clears throat> and we discussed no, it. She did not. Go ahead. I said, No, you did not. Go ahead. 
Um, and we discussed it. We discussed some of the cool themes that Kiki brought out. Um, yeah, that's what we did. So we did talk about that. Um, let's get into some ratings and reviews, shall we? We shall. Or shall we talk about the lack thereof? Because hmm. I've been telling y'all every week. I've been telling y'all every week to go and rate and review. And what y'all do? Y'all look at me like I'm crazy. Y'all look at me like my six-year-old goddaughter look at me when I tell her to do something. <laughs> y'all looking like, oh, we supposed to do that? Yeah. So we just we're just reminding y'all. I'm reminding y'all that we need ratings and reviews because the podcast is different from just videos and views and stuff. We need y'all to rate it. Five stars, please. Don't come all that other nonsense. Five stars. Um, on Apple Podcasts, if you want to, you can leave a little paragraph saying, oh, we love to hear them banter back and forth. We love to hear them talk, you know, about everything. Or you can just go on Spotify and hit five stars. That's it. It takes you one second. So right before you listen to our episode, you can hit five stars and then you can go right back and press play. Okay, I'm done. Rant over. You sure? Your, huh? You sure? Yes. Okay. How is your week or how was your week, sis? It's a week. It was a week? Yeah. Is that a... I know. Like you talk about it or you, you don't? No, it was a blur. Um, that's what I remember. Um, I do know that it's election season. Um, all the people doing the texting and the calling and the canvassing and mail and all that other stuff. Um, but my self-care, honestly, because I want y'all to get out and vote <clears throat> smartly. Not just vote. I want you to vote smartly. Um, so yeah, my self-care has been trying to maintain my sanity and trying to, you know, promote or do what little voter engagement I can do um, while managing not being overrun by the ads and the, the, the media and all the craziness. So that was my self-care this week. Hmm. Kind of hard to avoid. <laughs> yeah, we even talked about it. Like we have a... <clears throat> We have a, a a meeting with all of my group level, um, and it's basically like a vent session, and we even brought it up then. So it's just like, this, there's no avoiding this. But healthy conversations are a lot better than the attack ads and the the nonsense. It's the nonsense that bothers me. Like, where did y'all drum up that little piece of information, and then how did y'all pervert it to say that? That is what bothers me. Because they have the greatest marketing teams ever who do their research and take take it and twist the words around and make these great ads. I don't mean great in a good sense, but they make these great ads <laughs> to try to deter people's opinions. Okay, I got a bone to pick. I was going to hold it in, but not. <clears throat> Listen, so 
I mentioned before, I work in health equity, right? And when I think about how there is such lack of resources, healthcare resources in the state of North Carolina um, for ver for anything that's health related, right? We're short on therapists, we're short on doctors, we're short on all types of clinician and healthcare practitioners, um, which leads, you know, our, our, our buildings are run down, like everything, right? But then when you see financial statements released from these campaigns, Just go to the next topic because I didn't make myself mad. Just, um, but political ads, like, you know what I mean? I, I get that they want you to go for their candidate, but that's a lot of money being spent on one single isolated thing, as opposed to one political ad that runs on the radio or talk about TV, it's like $100,000. That's literally a doctor's salary for a year. One five-minute spot versus a doctor who can care for multiple patients throughout a year. It ain't fair, but I'm moving on. I mean, what can we do? Nothing. All right. Shall we talk about our For the Culture? Before we get into for the culture, um, <clears throat> when this gets put uploaded on YouTube, we have this beautiful face with us. Let's go ahead and introduce said beautiful face. Um, so people aren't like, well, who's the random lady just sitting there? Um, we have with us the lovely, the incomparable Stephanie Oliver. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, sis. Stephanie is a friend to the podcast. Um, seriously, she hit me up one day and she was just like, I just love your podcast. It reminds me of me and my girlfriends going back and forth. And I was like, yes. Um, but also, Stephanie, in case you missed it, if you didn't make it to our event last month, um, Stephanie was our um, medical professional that um spoke on she was just dropping gems y'all um but i'm gonna let stephanie get into more of who she is and what she does a little bit later i just want to make sure that the beautiful face wasn't completely ignored for the people on youtube so yes for the culture kiki is that our intro to our intro yes now you should go with the, the song for the culture 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 oh that was a bridge that i just added in right then you just we just keep adding to the song every day <laughs> mm -hmm. this song's gonna take over the podcast pretty much <clears throat> what you got yeah. kiki oh let's talk about some of the crazy sort of important unimportant things that are going on in the world um um there's an article that was floating around of Esther Crawford, who is the director of product management over at Twitter. And she was seen sleeping on the floor in a sleeping bag at the office to meet some tight deadlines for Elon Musk. So she was using the hashtag sleep where you work. And of course, I think they were all people that worked there were all using the hashtag love where you work. 
So I guess they love it so much and they love him so much that they want to stay there and make sure the deadlines are met. Um, and I think Elon Musk was also known to do the same thing when he was at Tesla. Because he had no how. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so um what y'all think about that? Would you stay at work to do that? Because I mean, if I'm not at, I mean they work at Twitter. Can't you do this at home? Can't she work all night at home? Take a nap, wake up, do what she no. got. No, not even in the event of inclement weather. I know I'm I'm seen as being essential. I'm not even coming if there's that sort of weather. I'm not even coming in to create the scenario of me being stuck. I'm not sleeping there. But they work at Twitter. Okay, you. I know you are mm -hmm. a nurse practitioner. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. You have to be there if they're you know. But I know. Yeah. She just said you're not going to be there. Right. She's not going to be there. Nah. But they work at. <laughs> this is an online company. They probably can do everything on mm -hmm. product management. You might need to go and see something. I guess merch. I don't know what you what you I don't know what you're doing. And I don't know what requires you to stay all night to get something done. But I ain't doing it like this work. This work life balance got to be better, y'all. It's got to be better. I can't do it. I mean, I wonder is is Esther is she just Dumb. a single person yeah, is she Dumb. just a single person like she doesn't have a partner she doesn't have children you know like just other you things know I, in life to balance she don't even have a dog if she's sleeping at the office right that's true because you have to that dog will remind you that i need to go out hello <laughs> mm -hmm. listen as a faithful member of the nap ministry and as a self-care ambassador who promotes rest hell no so you know, mm -hmm. just know. Well, you know you know we had the episode way back where we said f that job because that job. because why am i sleeping on the floor to get something done like i can't just close my laptop take it home and finish and it's twitter what are y'all developing well, okay. the one thing that i know that the one thing i know they've been working on is they want to do verified checks for twitter number well, one yeah and number two, they want to do a subscription service to Twitter. So I assume she's been working on those two things. Um, yes, it's Twitter. It's not a physical product. A verified mm -hmm. check is just them working on the process of making people verified, not a actual blue check that they're going to put. Like yeah, it's but it's all like in programming. And so she might not do the programming, but she's got to oversee the programming. So here's my thought. If she's director of product management and she's sleeping in the office, that also means there's some employees that are making significantly less amount of money also sleeping in a office. Um, I don't like that shit. Mm -mm. Um, you have to, as a leader, people not only do what you say, they do what you do. And so you are promoting toxic culture. If your ass as a director is sleeping at the job, that means you have employees doing it as well. And that is not okay. If you choose to do this on your own, that's fine. I agree with y'all. There has to be an element of working from home for Twitter. It's an online service. But mm -hmm. I do, I, I did hear though that Twitter was one of those companies that as soon as they could come back, they were trying to come back into the office and everybody's like, for what? Um, oh. Facebook was like that too. 
But it's funny, I have someone that works for Facebook. I won't say her position because I don't know if I'm so... Anyway, um, she has a more so remote position. Um, they went from fully remote during the um, pandemic or as the pandemic was heightened to... Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, With hybrid? No. Not quite a hybrid. It was like they had the option to be remote. Because um, she moved from state. She moved from one state to the other when it was option to be remote. And then now they're in a hybrid. And I think that they have a strategic plan or um, a gradual plan to go back to the office. I think they're not going back to the office to something like 2026. Um, oh. So y'all... Listen, or 2024, maybe something like that. Y'all sleeping on the floor in 2022. That's just dumb. Mm -hmm. There. I and hope they got a good health benefits package there. Okay. Um, they're gonna need, they're gonna need yeah. That, they're going to need that mental health package. <laughs> okay. So the last two things on our for the culture list are going to flow into our topic um, and into the theme of this podcast. Because I saw a post on, I think it was Facebook, but they um, said, hey, sis, don't forget to take your PTO and use your FSA funds before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. There is nothing more that needs to be added to that. Take your PTO because F that job. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, um, use your FSA funds because unfortunately you have until like, I think they give you grace, like January 15th. Use the funds, you put them away. They came out of your check, use them. And I'm speaking to myself because I forget that I have a whole FSA account. Every time I go to the doctor. <laughs> I literally went to the doctor and they were like, okay, you're copay. And I handed them my card. And I was like, wait, I got my FSA card. You delete that trend. I had them delete the transaction so I can use some of my FSA funds. I mean, gotta do what you gotta do. Mm -hmm. I think do. Um, little little sneak tip. I don't know that a Blue Cross Blue Shield is going to continue to do this, but 2020 Blue Cross Blue Shield, as a thank you to all of their customers, they ended up giving people literal cash. Um, you got this card in the mail, and it had. A cash amount on it. Now, the cash had to specifically go towards things that you would normally put in your FSA. So, like, I was able to buy like, um, like med cold medicines, uh, period supplies, stuff like that. Um, so you couldn't, like, I couldn't go eat on it. But you know, stuff that you might get out of like Walmart. Every time I would go there, I would pay like nothing out of pocket because I would use those funds. I think I got like two hundred dollars back. So it's based on your, it was based on your, your plan and I think how much you went to the doctor or something like that. Anyway, I don't know if they're going to continue, but I would say look into Blue Cross Blue Shield since it's open enrollment. Plus they had a, um, stock wise, they had a surplus. That's probably why they gave us some of this money back because their CEO made money during the, okay, I'm a, I don't know where, like, <laughs> I might need to light a candle or a sage or something, but I am in full-on activist or something mode, but <laughs> anyway, that's the last agriculture topic, the fact that it's open enrollment. Y'all, go get that health insurance. Um, I don't care what kind of, I do care what kind of health insurance you get, but go at least get some health insurance, right? Some. 
Um, I can tell you that the marketplace, I know that that's what they use here in North Carolina. If you don't have insurance through your job, you can go through the marketplace and they're supposed to give you insurance at an affordable rate. Affordable is used subjectively. Um, last time I needed the marketplace, I was like, y'all have got to be kidding me. Um, but I want to encourage you to get it because especially if you are my peer, if you are in your late thirties, early forties, listen, we are starting to be affected by some things that we need to be going to the doctor for. Um, and we finna get into those right now. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. So what's up? It's open enrollment and we all need to make sure that we have healthcare. Um, number one. We all need to make sure that our lawmakers are upholding the American Health Care Act, aka Affordable Care, aka Obamacare. We need to make sure that we have lawmakers in your state legislator that are like, yeah, we're going to uphold that. If you have a legislator talking about, ah, we want to repeal Obamacare, get rid of them now. Um, sorry. Um, and if you're in North Carolina, we need to advocate for our lawmakers expanding Medicaid, Medicaid and Medicare, period. Um, and truthfully, we all need to be pushing for more health care, health coverage, universal care. We all need to be pushing towards that anyway, because right now the problem that we have, the bigger problem we have in the United States right now is an access thing. Okay, so in October, Americans observed Breast Cancer Awareness and Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Um, if you weren't aware of those, become aware, look into it, Google. Um, in November, we observed things like National Alzheimer Awareness Month or Diabetes Awareness Month. And as wellness, as wellness practitioners, and I am a self-care ambassador, we would be remiss if we didn't mention these and how women more than ever need to be super vigilant and being good advocates for their own health. Shameless plug. On Tuesday, the last day to vote, um, last time to vote in this midterm elections, if you could not have possibly seen our voting episode, like if somehow you have fallen off the face of the earth or been in a coma for the past two weeks and missed it and missed the clips, um, you should now be aware because you watched our episode. You didn't leave a rating, but I know y'all watched it, right? And I know you, you watched it, Kiki? Okay. Uh oh <laughs> We gonna get y'all to watch it. Anyway, um, so go back and watch it because I was telling y'all that democracy was on the ballot, but also reproductive issues. Those are two hot button issues that are on the ballot. Um, you've seen how packing the courts with conservative people, the courts and legislative seats have led to the repeal of abortion rights in many states. In some states that hadn't done it before, they're just waiting until these midterm elections because they all out here like, yes, we wanna keep reproductive rights. I told y'all what that means. That means they're going to wait or they're going to come forward and say something like, yep, you can have an abortion in six weeks. We told y'all the, 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 the danger to having an abortion in six weeks. Um, yeah, anyway, I digress. In case you missed our super dope event that happened in October, you missed our beloved friend to the podcast, Stephanie. Um, Stephanie was for all here dropping gems. She was letting all the girls know how heart disease disproportionately affects black women. 
or affects women, period, black women especially, we need to know how to be better advocates for ourselves. Um, y'all, I was thinking that I had a good relationship with my doctor because hashtag black women doctors matter. But Stephanie gave me some tools and some language. I didn't went back to my doctor, y'all. I did. Um, we, we didn't have a whole nother conversation because there were some things that I needed to know. So anyway, we want to welcome Stephanie Oliver. Stephanie. Thank you. I bet you did. You probably got on that patient portal and sent some messages, didn't you? And had to get a whole nother in-person appointment because you were asking so much on the patient portal. I feel like you're that patient. And that's good that you're advocating for yourself. Okay, so I that's like a good that. Thing? That's, that's a good thing? Yes. Okay, okay. You, you would be surprised how many people are, I don't know, like they're, maybe they don't want to be disrespectful. They're, they're scared. They just will not say anything. They just, okay. They, you know, they won't ask any questions. And I'm like, oh, all right. You, you sure? You don't, nothing? Um, but then after the fact, they're calling the office, their grandbaby calling, the, the spouse calling, like everybody else has all these questions. You didn't say anything when you were in the office. So, um, but I've also been on the other end of that where I was not given the opportunity to even ask. And this was in the hospital setting. Um, and so I just refused to sign paperwork for discharge until somebody came and talked to me. Yeah. Hashtag, like y'all need to hear yeah. that. Yeah, T tell them that you want to talk to um, patient relations. Don't be mean about it, but you know, and see how things start around. But anyway, um, you didn't bring me on the podcast to talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So you mentioned heart disease, um, and I know we kind of got into to this um, last month, but heart disease is the leading cause of death in women. Um, and it's you know it's affecting us as brown ones especially um so one thing under heart disease um we know high blood pressure stroke and i noticed that in the notes you had broken heart syndrome i'm like oh my gosh we don't really talk about that very much and um in my mind i thought about my son has said this to me before he's like mommy you scared me to sudden death. And I'm like, I did not scare you to sudden death. Like, not stop saying death. that. <laughs> you scared me to death. And um, not that you're dying of broken heart syndrome, but just the emotion of it. It can be something that is just so, so devastating. Um, just, I don't even want to give examples to, you know, make our minds go into negative things. But, you know, if you lose someone or something just very, uh, happens to you and um it literally feels like you're having a heart attack i mean you present as though you're having a heart attack you have the chest pain you're sweating you know maybe you're um you're having a difficult time breathing this person may have even passed out like sometimes uh, we're at a funeral and somebody passes out and it could be that that's what just the whole just the shock of losing this person and especially if it's still um like at the church or something in the caskets and just like everything is now is so final and they just kind of drop to the floor um so you're treated kind of like how you have a heart attack maybe you're given medications to help lower your blood pressure um hopefully you're being asked you know what's can you just tell us what's going on with you um that really makes the difference you know with your bedside manner if it's not so 
textbook and you're just going, all right, I see what your blood pressure was this morning. The nurse said that you didn't eat anything. Have you been to the bathroom? You know, and nothing is ever said about well, what was happening with you just personally um, leading up to this. So maybe you need to address anxiety. Maybe there's some depression. Maybe like we're talking about um, what's on the ballot. Maybe it's healthcare, but just in the terms of financial part of things. Maybe you're uninsured or underinsured and you're very stressed out about how am I going to do it all? We need to have somewhere to stay. You need your medication. You want, my doctor's telling me I need to eat well, but how am I supposed to get this fresh fruit and vegetables? It's not going to last all month. And I'm kind of making up numbers. Maybe you only get receive like, I don't know, $400 a month in SNAP benefits. But you have like two or three kids. You know, like how how am I feeding all of us all month? How are we feeding Nakia in four hundred? Yeah, yes. <laughs> so who forever act like no one ever feeds them? Um, and and so it's just it is a lot, and it's just never ending, and it's hard to. I think whether you're a healthcare provider, the patient, you're just a support person, you know, family friend to figure out okay where can we jump in on this kind of hamster wheel mm -hmm. to to stop it mm -hmm. um so as you said as the ambassador um asleep and a, a faithful member of the nap ministry i'm in that too um like we have to take care of ourselves i know it's so hard um just as women and it's not just you're a mom or you're a wife or somebody's girlfriend you know just something that is you're really defining yourself as your relationship to another person. Um, we just are so good, but also bad about doing everything else for every, and I do that too. I'm like, okay, I gotta get the grocery. Wait, did I do the Walmart pickup order? Okay, do that. Wait, did I wash the stuff because he's got football practice? Wait, does he have clean socks? Hold on, does he have enough pencils? What am I going to cook for everybody? For it's everything is about what you're doing for everybody else. You hadn't scheduled your own mammogram. You can't remember when you last saw a doctor just for a regular appointment. Just for yourself. Just for yourself, yes. But mm -hmm. everybody else has been to their appointments. Um, mm -hmm. Let them sniffle a few times. You were at urgent care with them. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, your nose is running. Your back. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm fine, baby. You I'm fine. Across your head. Right, like, I'm fine. You got walking pneumonia, mama. Sit down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Just, just, just hold on one minute, y'all. Yeah. That was a 40 second pause. In that 40 seconds, someone has had a heart attack. 
Every wow. 40 seconds here in the United States, someone has a heart attack. And every 34 seconds, so even shorter than that pause we just took, mm -hmm. somebody dies of heart disease. And that's what we're talking about right now. We're talking about heart disease because I'm backing it up for those of y'all that didn't actually make the event. Um, so heart disease. Heart disease is an umbrella term for, um, uh, yeah, it's an umbrella term for cardiovascular disease. So that means disease is affecting your heart, your blood, your um blood vessels, and various other heart problems. Um, heart disease cost the United States in 20, um, yeah, from the year 2017 to 2018, it cost the United States $229 billion. That's more than Kanye lost one in his mouth. Um, and to be clear, like, like uh, Stephanie said, it's the leading cause of death across races and genders. So for all the races, for all the genders, it's the leading cause of death. It's one in four women get heart disease. And if you think about your friend group, I don't know why we tend to do this, but we all tend to hang out in fours, like twos and twos are four. Yeah. It's two or four. Um, but most of our friend group are two or four. And so think about it. That means one of y'all in your friend group are going to have heart disease. Um, and in 2020, heart disease was responsible for 20.3% of deaths in women. Um, and when you think about all the things that you could die from, that's a large number. That's almost a fourth. Um, so yeah, so that sets the tone for heart disease. And Stephanie, I'm going to go ahead and let you finish. <laughs> let you finish. Yeah, I just, I wanted to add um, to what you just said that, for women, um, for whatever reason, it looks different in us. Like, I'm, and now I'm kind of shifting to a true heart attack. Where this is not broken heart syndrome. Now this is a real heart attack. And y'all, she keeps talking about broken heart syndrome. Um, basically, there are um, there are specific heart diseases that affect women differently. Um, and one is cardiovascular microvascular disease, where your blood vessels are smaller. Um, broken heart syndrome and variant angina um variant angina i believe that's when your heart skips a beat okay we'll just i don't know what that means but those are the ones that i found when i was doing my research it's in the show notes um but anyway so she's been talking about broken heart syndrome that is literally a thing women and men um but women disproportionately we die of heartbreak so y'all out there playing in people's faces living listening to division um Y'all causing people to die of heartbreaks. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll we'll shift away from that then. <laughs> All right. So with me, um, I wasn't laughing at anyone's pain. I'm sorry. Um, heart attacks. Um, in women can look very different, and I was saying that a lot of times we will put other people first and you know, whatever their needs, whatever they, they want to do, that's a priority ahead of what we just need for ourselves, not even what you wanted. <laughs> so whereas, you know, we see these commercials and a lot of times it features men, we see it's an elephant on his chest, you know, this person is clutching the left side of their chest and they're turning pale and maybe a little bit sweaty and, you know, they're dropping down to their knees and um, they they can't even really communicate because i think they just hurt so bad they can't even really verbalize what is wrong so with us you know maybe you know you're like oh, my neck has been hurting my back has been hurting a little bit i think i just ate something i shouldn't have had you know it's just kind of stomach pain sort of indigestion 
kind of feeling or just, I don't know what to tell you is wrong. I just don't feel good. So very, very subtle. You can explain it away like, I slept wrong. You know, I just need to get another pillow. Or I've been telling him we need to get another mattress for that bed. You know, we've had it for 12 years. It's time for another mattress. Um, we went out at this new restaurant and I knew I shouldn't have had it because, you know, I don't usually eat whatever kind of cuisine. So we're explaining it away and uncomfortable and uncomfortable until, you know, now it's, it's so obvious. Either we've passed out um, somewhere, hopefully you're not alone when it really kind of culminates like that. Um, and I don't want to like get us off topic too much, but a lot of times when you look like us, you can be dismissed when you do come in and you are seeking help. And either you're seen as you're seeking, um, yeah, I'm seeking help. I'm, I didn't ask you for Percocet you know, um, that like, I, I'm not looking for it. I just want to know, I don't want to hurt. And I want to know why am I hurting? Um, or we're seen as, well, it don't hurt that bad. I mean, she's not crying. She's not double. Well, what makes you think my pain is what it is? You know, yes, yeah, some people do have a higher pain tolerance, but others are, we're trying to be dignified in this emergency room or in this doctor's office and, you know, not screaming and, or seen as being angry and belligerent as can be assumed wrong. We don't want to cut up and get our legs popped by my mama and grandma. Yeah, some of oh, us so. that that happened. And mm -hmm. yeah, you learn to and we learn and we just you now behave straight face. We don't want grandma and grandpa. Yeah. My mom was a pincher. Oh, did she get you like right there, like right under the arm? It doesn't matter. That woman's fingers are like a lobster. <laughs> Y'all, she pinched me at the event. What? Oh, okay. So listen, I thought you were talking about in childhood. We're talking about just not even a month ago. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. You still have like a healthy fear of her. That's good. <laughs> something years old. I scare. <laughs> that little 411 foot woman, um, she scares me. Mm -hmm. She's not 411. Oh. She is 411. <laughs> It didn't seem like she was that short. No. Okay. I'm only 5'3. She's shorter than me. Well, I'll note that for the future mm -hmm. when I see her. Like Watch out for them lobster claws. So, listen, I got a question, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. So, Stephanie, I learned in my research that there were yeah. some other conditions that can be affected by heart disease. And I don't know what comes first, the chicken or the egg, whether they had the condition first or heart disease first. But um, diseases like menopause, PCOS, diabetes, um, autoimmune diseases, pregnancy, um, and metabolic syndrome. I found that to be, like, super cool. Um, but you were saying, you were talking about, like, pain and not feeling well like it's crazy because a lot of the, those things that you said like we really would just dismiss them mm -hmm. um, and not think about it and I'm thinking about just like my period or when I'm PMSing how much my back hurts or my belly hurts or my you know my neck or any any of those that have indigestion um nauseous is really new to me I'm just like my period's on how am I not, mm -hmm. I'm not pregnant um but anyway uh that, that that's crazy and how it can be so easily dismissed um 
and you were talking about how symptoms are different from women than men. One thing I found is the symptoms can be mild or strong, right? But they may start slowly or they may start and then go away. Start and then mm -hmm. go away. And that scares the shit out of me because like I said, I get the stuff every PMS cycle. So it's like once a month I have these symptoms. So like, am I dying once a month? Like, am I gonna have a heart attack once a month? You know, the hypochondriac and you, you know. It's like Fred Sanford. I'm coming to join you, Elizabeth. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought about when you said that the first time, broken heart syndrome, you were like, oh, clutching your chest and he's like, oh, I'm coming to see you, Elizabeth. That's what I thought about. <laughs> I really um, and there's some key factors when it comes to heart disease, um, and those would be hypertension and high cholesterol. Um, and then there's other lifestyle choices, such as, and I don't know why they pay lifestyle choices, but whatever. So like um, having diabetes, that's not a choice for some people, but maybe it is. Um, yeah. um, being overweight and obese, or being overweight or obese, diet, exercise, excessive alcohol intake, and inactivity. <clears throat> inactivity get out there and walk <laughs> or come see your favorite yoga practitioners yeah you have two right here <laughs> i've personally been to a class of theirs you won't yeah you won't want to go to anybody else right. so the self-care takeaway is to be huh <laughs> look yep. at her backing us <laughs> Self-care takeaways, movement and exercise, come to be key or key key for your yoga needs, self-advocacy with your doctor. And ladies, we may need to limit the mimosas and the fried foods when we go to brunch. Mimosas. Yeah, get your water. Yeah, we have we didn't say that you couldn't have the mimosas and fried food. Just okay. Can we have a mimosa and then follow up by water and then follow up by another mimosa and another one? <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. It's depressing. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and it's and it's regular water. I just I've had to start um saying that to patients because they're like, well, I mean, I had some coffee, it's water in it. Okay, so now that you've added something that is not water, I'm saying like the clear stuff, you know. See, we talked about that before, didn't we? Yeah. We talking about that with the tea. And yeah. So definitely not a vodka soda water. That, mm -mm. That, just checking. Just covering my vases. Yes. We're going to move to the next topic. We're going to talk about the sugars or the sugar diabetes. Well, grandma lost her foot. We're going to talk about diabetes. And so there's two types of diabetes and correct me here or add here um okay. stephanie the first one type one from what i understand is that your body doesn't make insulin and then type two is your body has a hard time regulating the insulin did i get that right mm -hmm. yeah because um uh type one we used to call it juvenile diabetes but you do see some adults with it um, and usually it's something autoimmune for whatever reason the body is attacking the pancreas. And like you said, we, we just aren't making insulin or they're not making insulin anymore. And it's y'all, she said pancreas, which is cool because while November is National Diabetes Awareness Month, it's also National Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. So like, 
Uh-huh. Somebody that's planning the stuff got it right. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> but diabetes is a growing problem all over the world. So it's not just an American disease, y'all. Thank God we're not winning on this one. Um, we are losing to China, actually. Um, and I'm okay with it this time. Um, China has the number one incidences or diabetes prevalence, uh, probably because they got the most people, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, and United States ranks number three. Um, but the cool, the interesting thing is what, what I was reading, they talked about, you know, just in general, who's got diabetes and then who's got diabetes type one and who's got diabetes type two. We do lead the nation, we do lead the world in um, diabetes one, um, where our American bodies aren't making the insulin. And my question is, do we manufacture anything? Okay, that was a harsh, that was harsh, that was harsh. Um, just, mm, okay, um, Pakistan, and this was as of 2019, Pakistan is leading the world in cases in type two because who knows? Um, and this is horrible on my part. I don't know much about Pakistan. I only see them on the news. And I don't see them as overweight people, but apparently Pakistan is like up there as far as overweight and obese people. Um, so they actually were leading in 20, um, I think it might've been 20, yeah, 2019, 2020, they were actually leading, um, as far as diabetes type two. And then right here in the United States, according to the CDC in a study that was released in 2020. So of course the data was before then, um, which means it's all been updated and changed by now. Um, but anyway, so it was American Indian or Alaska Native. Those people, those that people group had, um, they were diagnosed the most, then comes Black. Um, and it was Alaskan and Native women. And then it was the elderly. So, and I hate using elderly because now that I know so many um what is it, sextogenarians? Now that I know so many people, and I even work with a couple of people who are 60, I can't say elderly because they be getting mad. So people yeah. over 65, people over 65, they get in the diabetes. Um, yeah. And one of the reasons is because of aging populations. So as people are living longer, they're actually getting diabetes. Um, economic development and increasing urbanization. And all of those three are because of sedentary lifestyles. The more, you know, cities and, and, and public transportation and even older, the older you get, the more you're actually moving around. And that sedentary population, that sedentary lifestyle, and the fact that all of our food, it just ain't shit. Um, we eat fake food, or we live in food deserts, or stuff like that. All of that is leading to more people across the globe having diabetes. Um, yes. What you got, Stephanie? What you got to say about diabetes? Oh, it is. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Um, I, I'm serious. We should be ashamed of ourselves with, it's across the board, the cost of medications, but also some of it is tied up in insurance. Because there are some people who are insured and they still cannot afford things. So, um, I'll use my best friend as my best friend as an example. Um, she at the time she worked, she had a state job. I'll, I'll be real general, you know, won't put her stuff out there, but she had a state job. Um, diabetes does not run in her family. 
And I remember she was texting and calling me one day and she was showing me kind of screenshots and, you know, grabs of what her blood sugars were and what her A1C was. And I'm like, okay, I hate to be the one that you are diabetic. It was, it was something over 10. And generally, if your A1C gets to like a six, then that's pre-diabetic. Um, for some kind of reference, her sugars, whenever checking in the office, three, 400. Okay. So I'm telling her, listen, um, your doctor's probably going to be very aggressive with you, like wanting to start insulin to get, get your blood sugars down, but not a complete nosedive. So you're feeling terrible. So this kind of explained why she was losing weight. When she was like, girl, I'm cute, you know, listen, I, <laughs> my clothes look good on me. Well, she did look good, but, you know, that that was why. So um, her doctor set her up with a Dexcom. I know another one is the Libre, where you have the little sensor and they just kind of touch it. And that's how they check their blood sugar, which is your skin. I <laughs> <laughs> which, I mean, if you had to choose, I would want the sensor versus pricking my finger multiple now, yeah, times a day. I agree, but it's it's just so. I, I know. Yeah. I know. So both of them suck. <laughs> they do, yeah. Mm -hmm. But um even with her insurance, it's funny, but it's not. So she was like, okay, Stephanie, I was, you know, kind of running the numbers and uh, maybe the cost was like three hundred dollars. And so she was thinking, okay, you know, all right, so this is for three months and no, 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 that was per month for for that that sensor and we were like oh okay i think you're gonna have to go get a glucometer some test strips and lancets um i mean for some people that's a car note or most of it or rent certainly groceries and that's just the thing to check the sugar we hadn't even got to treating it yet right <laughs> um, right so um this insulin is um extremely expensive and so and then, you know, no one wants to have to give themselves a shot. And but then again, you don't want to lose a toe, then part of a foot, then the leg. And um, but yeah, it's it is shameful. Um, I can say a lot of offices, uh, doctor's offices sometimes will have samples of things, but, you know, maybe they can only float you for like a month or two. Um, it is a lot of work, like paperwork but reach out to the pharmaceutical company. They all have some sort of patient assistance program that will completely cover the cost of it. Um, it's crazy that they will um, advertise, oh, this is like the newest thing. And whether it's something that's injectable and it'll help you lose weight too, um, or it's a pill, but it's like three medicines in it. It's even better. So it's streamlining whatever your regimen is instead of these three separate pills and one is once a day this one's twice a day this one is only at night you can get all of them in one pill that you take once a day oh oh okay i'm sorry we didn't tell you your insurance doesn't cover it because it's so new it's only brand name um i'm like what do you want people to do so um add something yeah or make an observation like you said, people can't afford it, but you think about all of these things, like we're saying that diabetes is affecting older, older women or just older people in general. Think about a lot of older people who are on fixed incomes. Who fixed incomes. Yes, fixed yeah. incomes, they're depending on the government, 
they're getting little and like food stamps and all this stuff. So if they're getting all this assistance, they really cannot afford to buy insulin or even those strips. So like mm -hmm. it's kind of a catch 22, like I want to take care of myself and I want to make sure that my diabetes is under control, but like, how do I do that? Cause I don't have the money, you know? Yeah. And it's not really anyone that they've made it their job to be in that gap right there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so then they will kind of adjust their own dosing of things to make their medicine stretch. And I mean, you can't really be upset with them for that. It, like they're trying. Right. Um, I don't know, you have to eat and, you know, especially if it's an older patient, some of them, their, their teeth aren't as good. So they're having to eat a little bit differently because they just can't chew stuff as well. <laughs> or um, their taste, they're having to add more season because they're like, I just can't, I can't taste it. Um, and I'm like, that's a whole lot of salt, you know, that your blood pressure's up. <laughs> Or maybe that maybe that's why your sugar's up because you yep. add more sugar to your coffee or your tea. Um, yeah, yeah. I I had this in our notes to talk about a little bit later, but just to give you guys some numbers because you know Stephanie didn't want to out her bestie like that. But um, according to a 2020 Journal of American Medicine study, the average out of pocket costs for diabetes is twenty five thousand a year. Wow. And that is an income. <laughs> yes. like, if you're on a fixed income, that's a lot. That is, is, is that is that like college tuition somewhere? Yeah. That's a lo that's a local yeah. course college yeah. for a semester. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, so just one last thing I want to add about um diabetes, because this is um I'm gonna tie it all together at the end. Um, but it's really got Lately, my gears have been going as I'm struggling with weight gain, um, but insulin, right? So insulin is a hormone. And as we get older, women are having a hard time. You know, the studies are showing that women are having a hard time regulating their hormones. Um, as you know, you know, we're getting extra mustaches and random hairs on your face and stuff like that. Um, hormones, not all the same, but insulin is a hormone. Um, and what other hormones like to hang out with insulin? So there is a link between insulin and glucagon. Glucagon is made in the pancreas. Remember, it's Pancreatic Awareness Month. Ha ha. Um, and then there's a link between epinephrine, which is um, it's kind of like your fight excitement. Okay, yeah, that's, your, that's your excitement. In yeah. Flight or flight. Epinephrine. Epinephrine. Epi. I know what you're trying to say. Okay, epinephrine. Yes. Yeah. In your fight or flight, that one's your fight. Mm -hmm. And then cortisol and growth hormone. There's a link between insulin and all of those. So if you're deficient in one, you're probably deficient in them all. And now your insulin is messed up. And then there's a link between estrogen deficiency and gluconeogenesis. That's the creating of new glucose cells. Um, or it's also the dysregulation of metabolic homeostasis. And I'm gonna make all of those good words make sense in a minute, y'all. But Kiki, can you give us, like, as self-care advocates, what the people, what the ladies need to know? Move your ass. I mean, arse. She said arse. <laughs> but um, yeah, move your ass. Get up, move your ass. Um, that goes 
from like moving your ass in your own house if you don't go places a lot moving your ass outside moving your ass in the office not sleeping in the office like that lady was in our um, oh culture yeah you, know, you need to move like think about do you live in a neighborhood where you're um that may be a food desert like what does your produce section look like in the grocery store in the grocery store not the shore <laughs> When's the last time you got up and did some exercise outside? I know Key always says she gets, at some point she gets up and goes outside, which is beneficial to us. But like, get out and do some exercise. If you can't get outside, do something in place, like walk in place, do something that moves your body. Um, if you live in a food desert, try to make the best of what you're doing, of what you're eating with what you have. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Desert, you better be talking to your local, your local uh legislator. Like, why I live in a food desert? Where my grocery store at? Where my fresh food at? Talk to them. Yeah, your grocery, your grocery shopping should not be at Family Dollar and Dollar General and Dollar Tree. I've seen, I've seen that before though. But or I don't know, EBT. Circle K. Um, they, they take EBT. Listen, Circle K has more fresh vegetables than food Dollar Generals and all of them. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. All the new so Circle K's um Circle K, y'all, is a uh a gas station chain in North Carolina. So y'all be having 7 Elevens and we got Circle K's. And some anyway. people have Wawa. I like Wawa. <laughs> and sheets. We, I was we like, get a Wawa and Bay, y'all. Um even though I don't live there anymore. But anyway, um, so yeah, Circle K went under, all the Circle K's went under this renovation. So right now, um, not quite the center, but like as soon as you walk in, it's usually off to the left or the right. Um, they have this little circle of um, healthier uh, options. And so you can find like yogurt, you can find like my favorite, my favorite driving snack is the little pickles. Um, and not that pickles are good for people with high blood pressure, but they're good for, because they're, um, fermented they're good for your gut health um i digress but sometimes yeah they have the little fruit cups they have the um the, the fruit what do you call them the little the the containers or have like fruit and cheese and so anyway oh yeah grapes yeah and yeah grapes and carrots and celery they have a lot of those um now like wawa has already had had for the last couple of years y'all love the wawa listen, listen so uh, Virginia, the DC area is home for me. So my drive between North Carolina and Virginia, like my stops are strategically navigated to a Wawa. Wow. <laughs> is that serious? Is that serious? Anyway, so moving forward, I am currently, currently obsessed with metabolic syndrome. Um, someone brought it to my attention and I started thinking about it and I know I've noticed like the questions that my doctor asked me when I go to the doctor, she's concerned about my, how much sugar I'm eating. She always, what sugar are you eating? Man, um, she's concerned about my sugar. She's concerned about my good cholesterol and, you know, last but not least, she's concerned about my heart. Um, but I was wondering why she was so concerned about my sugar all the time, my sugar all the time. Um, there are studies and she believes that sugar leads to the overgrowth of your abnormal cells your abnormal tumors that lead to cancer that's her um and there is studies to back that up but uh, metabolic syndrome 
um, metabolic syndrome is when you have like three of the cluster of conditions, um, and that would be heart disease, stroke, type two diabetes. You can have one, you can have one solely, but having all three, that's the metabolic syndrome. And I was like, okay, sis. Um, Stephanie, tell us about I don't know what that was. <laughs> I looked back and I just saw like a finger coming. <laughs> I had a brain fart. I whole ass forgot your name for a minute. Um, Stephanie. Okay, well. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and it's also, um, with your high, high blood sugar, um, and it may not necessarily be you being overweight or obese, but you're, you're, um, you're filling out in the midsection. Um, you know, I, it happens to men also as they, they get older, but you know, not not the topic for today, but we we see that in, in women too. We just round out um, somewhere in that that forty four forty five kind of um, <clears throat> area. But yeah, so um, this whole cluster of conditions, as you were saying, it does increase your risk for um, becoming diabetic. And maybe these people are already pre-diabetic just because of where their blood sugars are. Um, Developing heart disease, like the things we've already talked about with this hypertension. Um, we already mentioned having low good cholesterol um, or overall just your cholesterol is higher. So now you're also at an increased risk for having a stroke and heart attack. I think I just said that. Um, so, you know, your doc it sounds like your doctor, she's, she's doing good. We're we're doing okay. She cool. We'll be okay. Okay, we're being real positive. She's trying to like lower your risk. We don't want you to have a heart attack. And I know you were you had mentioned like weight gain in there, trying to figure out why that's happening. But that's more individual to you, um, right now. But but yeah, that's really what those are about. It's just trying to lower your risk um, for these things that aren't necessarily reversible after you get to a certain point. Okay. Cool. Um, so, um, yeah, I've been calling it, oh, she's got the 40-year-old woman belly, because it's like all my little 40-year-old friends, we just, in the midsection, like, it's just not going nowhere, like, uh, uh, running, yeah. we're walking, we're doing the crunches, and it's not going anywhere, um, so I've been calling it, you know, the 40-year-old woman belly, but apparently, you know, we need to look into it because it could be leading to some other things. Um, and there's certain foods that lead to metabolic syndrome. And those include refined carbs, your white flowers, your sugary snacks, and your sugar sweetened beverages. So ladies, back to all the good stuff. We need to, huh? We need all to the be good stuff, basically. Right. All the good stuff. All mm -hmm. the fun in life. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just just all the all the fun in life. However, however, there is some relief. Um, a study that was in 2006 at UCLA, all the participants who showed significant showed significant health benefits after 21 just 21 y'all that's three weeks after 21 days on a high fiber low fat diet and 45 to 60 minutes of exercise. Here's where it gets complicated because who got an extra 45 to 60? Um, 
I don't know, find it, make it. You can and you can break it out throughout the day. You hear what the, you hear what the good lady said? Like it doesn't it doesn't have to be, you know, you're trying to find this 45 minute chunk cuz I understand lunch hour is lunch hour. You intend to eat. Mm -hmm. And you might not even have an hour. Some people only have 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um <laughs> Now here's where I got to be real nerdy and I'm very excited and like I was in a zone y'all. Um, so, cause again, I'm fascinated with this hormone situation cause I think mine are out of whack and metabolic syndrome and all that other stuff, right? Um, so when we talked about diabetes earlier, you mentioned that the dysregulation of metabolic homeostasis. What that means is your body is having a hard time balancing the systems that make up your metabolism okay and metabolism is your body's uptake or the usage of oxygen and glucose on a cellular level that's metabolism so when your body has a hard time regulating your metabolism it's possibly because your metab because your um homeostasis is out of whack right um and there's the organ that controls your homeostasis is your hypothalamus this thing about yay big in your brain, now, yay big, in your brain. And this, this little thing is, it's, it's, it's so important. But, um, so when that is disrupted, um, okay, so your hypothalamus controls your thyroid located up in here, and your thyroid regulates your metabolism. Um, so if your thyroid is thrown off, you could be all thawed off. Um, and can like lead to weight gain, diabetes, heart disease, all of that other stuff. So make sure that you're checking your thyroid levels. Make sure you're having your thyroid levels checked. And be like when we're going to the doctor, be diligent in trying and in, in seeing what those levels are, um, because there's two different hormones that are regulated all in the thyroid. Um, your hypothalamus. Back to the back to the little thing in your brain, right? Um, it's so important because it releases your hormones. Um, that maintain daily physiological cycles. So like your circadian rhythm, your menstrual cycle, it regulates all of those. It controls your appetite. It controls your sexual behavior. Like, are you horny for real? Are you super horny? Or you don't have a sexual appetite at all? Like that's all regulated in your hypothalamus. These are important things when we're talking about self-care. Okay, um, it regulates emotional responses back to these back to us women in our periods and our PMSs. Regulate emotional responses. Did someone say mood swings? Um, and regulating body temperature or your hot flashes. Mm -hmm. That's all back there in the hypothalamus. Um, the hypothalamus works on various um, hormones. Uh, I'm gonna just give you the acronyms because I ain't gonna try to pronounce these and mess these up and be all tongue-tied. So your CTH and your ATCH, they're regulated by your hypothalamus and they control your stress or cortisol. Um, your GnRH, your <laughs> gonadotrophin releasing hormone, that one's your sex organs or um, your, your hormones around your sexual appetite. Um, your thyroid muscles, your thyroid, regulates the muscles that are affected, like just regular muscle tissue, but then your heart and GI tract. So another link there, heart, GI tract. If your gut ain't healthy, your heart might not be healthy. Um, and then oxytocin, which controls your sexual arousal again. I might be on a trend. 
um, <laughs> sexual arousal, trust, recognition, and maternal behavior, and then vasopressin, which regulates water levels. Um, so, like, that's really good if you have any type of kidney issues, or um, I don't know what the disease is. Um, Stephanie, maybe you can help me out. I see a lot of women walking around, they, they got like swollen ankles. Like, I mean, they're just like huge. Like lymphedema? Uh, Not always lymphedema. I see um, a lot of women. They're just, they're just retaining fluid, right? Mm -hmm. Or it could be heart so, failure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So retaining fluid is controlled by vasopressin. There we go. Um, anything else you want to add about hormones? I know I went over there. Um, that's who I am as a scientist. This is good. Um, a couple of things like, you know, I should have been writing to, you know, <laughs> keep track of it all. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right in this. I just wanted to add in there. Um, this is more on the lines of advocating for yourself, but we're being respectful, not being you know, like coming in angry and aggressive and all of that. Um, but you know, if you're really concerned, you know you, hopefully better than anybody else, if things just are not as they used to be and nothing to do with you're getting older. It's like, no, something's not right. Whether it's you used to have the most regular period, you could mark it on the calendar and, you know, like down to the day you could, you know, predict it. And now you're all over the place. Um, you're always sweaty, or maybe now you're always cold. Maybe you just always feel very tired, or like you might pass out and you feel, do I am I not eating enough? Is my blood sugar low? So all of this of what you're saying is contained with these hormones. So please feel empowered to say as best as you can, you know, specifically, this is what's going on. Maybe it is your thyroid, because a lot of times we don't really think about that with <clears throat> i don't feel good i'm always cold we might kind of go towards maybe you need some iron let me just take a multivitamin c you know how i do with that in a couple of weeks well you know maybe i got a little cold let me get some vitamin c we just always going to get stuff over the counter get checked out get some blood work done it ain't gonna kill you um get your vitamin d check it's i guess it's the fall i don't know it was over 80 degrees today so <clears throat> anyway it's, this is it's supposed to be the fall <laughs> where North it's Carolina colder mm -hmm. and you know we're not outside as much just because it's colder and you know maybe it's more overcast vitamin d is a sunshine vitamin if you don't have as much that can make you have some fatigue and it can start messing with your hair your hair can start thinning out that happened to me and that was in 2015 and I have not let that thing go. The hair has been grown back, but I talk about it like it just happened. <laughs> I mean, it, cause it was so quick for me. All of a sudden I was like, hold on, what is going on with my edge? But vitamin D was low. But your hair gorgeous today, girl. Mm -hmm. Girl, thank you. You know, just, just some little juices and berries. You know how it is. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but check it, check it thyroid. Um, I used to work with a nurse that out of nowhere, I mean, she was sweating. I mean, like she had run a marathon, kind of like just sweating and like she was having heart palpitations and she's just sitting and her heart is racing. And um, it was her thyroid. They had to get her thyroid was overactive. Um, mm -hmm. I don't remember if she had started losing weight just out of nowhere, but um, it's it is amazing how, like you said, these little horm hormones, these little organs. Um, can wreak such havoc 
in your body. Um, you know, your thyroid is like right here. On top of that is your parathyroid. Um, your parathyroid is very um, instrumental in your body having a balance of calcium and calcium and vitamin D like each other a lot. Um, we talked about um, estrogen that, um, what was it at? We're talking about if your estrogen is lower and the gluconeogenesis, that's what it was. Okay. So when your estrogen is lower, our menopausal women, um, we start really being more concerned with you with your bone density. Um, so things just get you a calcium vitamin D supplement and move your arse. Go outside and walk. Keep your bones strong and the muscles um, and your joints and the muscles that support them. Because we don't want you to take a little tumble and now you got a broken hip and you had to get it replaced. We don't have time for all that. And it's important to know, she said menopausal women, but y'all, all of us in our 40s, we are, what's the term, perimenopausal? Some of us, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and ask, ask your mom and grandma. I know for a lot of reasons, a lot of us, we just don't want to talk about it. If mom went into menopause at 40, you are probably going to start young. And that's some stuff. We just, we want to know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's nothing you can really do about it, but it's nice to know this is going to happen a bit earlier for me yeah. Um, yeah i have a good friend that is 40 and that is what she's experiencing she said her mom was 40 when she went to menopause she scared me half to death with a hot flash a couple of weeks ago i'm like are you okay you ain't gonna pass out are you one of my girlfriends got menopause she's she's got the flashes and i promise you it is hilarious because one minute we'll be laughing joking or she'll be like oh let's turn on you know she'll be fine but then the next minute she's literally pouring in sweat and we're like mm. you okay and she's fine she's just having a hot flash mm, um so it's, it's it's crazy to watch but i say all that to say that like perimenopause and these 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 symptoms begin in perimenopause before you even get to menopause so menopause is actually defined as what you don't have a period for a year mm -hmm. Okay, and so perimenopause, you start having all these symptoms beforehand. And so you can have hot flashes before you actually go into menopause. You can have um, weight gain and hair loss and thyroid issues before you actually go into menopause. So go get all the checkups. Kiki, what they need to do to regulate the hypothalamus in addition to what um, Sister, Sister Oliver said. The regular stuff, diet, sleep, and exercise. Sleep, y'all. Sleep is real key. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of us do all the things in a day, and then sleep is on the back burner. We'd be like, well, as long as we be calculating, as long as I get five hours, I'm good. As long as I get yeah. six hours, I'm good. Um, that's not, you're not, you're not actually good. You may be able to mentally function for a little bit, but I bet you're living off coffee coffee, sugar, one of them, but either way, like to regulate your hypothalamus, um, that is one of the regulators of the hypothalamus. So if you're having any type of thyroid issue or something else that could be, that is regulated by the hypothalamus, you not sleeping, that's crucial. It's crucial. There was a study that was put out, my favorite one that I'm always referencing, like not getting enough sleep is like your brain, it begins to function as if you were drinking or on some type of drug, like your brain becomes numb. It, it go, it go. Your brain gonna go night night. Somebody's gonna get it. It's gonna be your brain. Who made that? Do you remember that song? Go to sleep. You remember that song? It was like go to sleep. 
Go to sleep. If you're tired, be quiet and go to sleep. Who made that song? I thought she was talking about go to bed or I'm going to put you to bed. (laughs) No, not that one. No. I'm um, going to shut up. Yes. There is now. There is a book. Mm-hmm. I know they try to say it's true. It is not for children. It's for the adults to be entertained. And Samuel L. Jackson does like the audible version of it. Like mm-hmm. go to F to sleep. I heard, and it's about the kids who won't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's ludicrous. Go to That's sleep. Said, go. Okay, go to sleep. Okay, if you tired, be quiet. And go to sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly what you was talking about. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> but yeah, y'all go to sleep. You're not gonna miss anything. Not at all. Facebook is gonna be there in the morning. Twitter might not be, but Facebook gonna be there. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might still be there if she's sleeping on the floor to get stuff if done. Sleeping on the floor, yeah. she's but actually, get get off the phone. That that light is still very stimulating. Mm-hmm. I know some people use it as a way to sort of, um, I don't know, wind down before they, they go to sleep, but it actually kind of keeps you up. Or if you wake up, you're like, let me just see what everybody doing. What? Who is on Facebook, like, posting stuff at three o'clock? And what are you, are you posting stuff at three o'clock in the morning? Because sometimes. Oh, my I- God. Okay. I'll be up, but I don't be posting. <laughs> it depends on how long I'm up. Like, if I just roll over and kind of wake up, I'm not going to bother to grab my phone. But if I wake fully up and just be up, then I'm going to start scrolling. Yeah. I'm not proud of it. No. But it'd be me. It'd be me. Yeah. Tell me about the Calm app. Because we had brought that up about the Calm app. Oh, Oh, the Calm app. Yeah. something else um okay or um you know other things um like white noise or those different storm sounds it's on youtube you can find one that's like 10 hours long right there's a lot of white noise now they have brown noise um brown noise yeah brown noise so thing is to me, it's the same thing, but I'm like, why are y'all calling it brown noise? It's like the regular nature sounds, like natural sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have those. You can do sound bowls. You can do just music, lo-fi beats. I like the music choice. So give me some songs with no words that are like soothing. I guess some people will call it elevated music. Like I'll go to sleep. <laughs> and I try to do that when I wake up. I try to do that when I wake up in the middle of the night too. Like just go back to my phone and not turn it all the way on, but like go back to Spotify, hit another playlist, close it, and go like turn back over and go to sleep. That's right. That's when I knew that I was that something wasn't quite right within me and why I was emailing my doctor. Um, because as my period symptoms are progressing getting worse that is when i know that i'm pmsing is once a week or once one week out of the month i have issues sleeping and that's what it is i typically fall asleep with one of those white noises brown noises i always do it right but no lo and behold it's gonna put me to sleep for like maybe three four hours but then i'm gonna be up and that is a signature when i'm pmsing i'm up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. listen dr b she got that email <laughs> I 
Kiki, you can close us out. All right, y'all. So main takeaway is go to the doctor. Okay, talk to your doctor. Make sure that your doctor is listening to you because if they ain't, change your doctor. Mm -hmm. I've had to do that before. Like you're not gonna sit and talk over me and make me feel like I'm dismissed. So dismiss and on to the next doctor. But go to the doctor. Right. Um, <laughs> go to the doctor and be aware of your body, of how it works. Like when things are out of whack, like he said, you kind of notice what is not right. And then you go and express that to your doctor. Tell them everything. Tell them your symptoms, what's, what's going wrong, what usually happens. This gives them a better picture of what's going on. Instead of saying, hey, something's not right. I, don't, I need you to fix me. <laughs> <laughs> as much detail as possible, try to tell them what's going on. That's it. Anything else we need to add, y'all? Key? Stephanie. Um, aside from that, no, no one is time to move on. Maybe you need to see a specialist. Um, primary care does a lot, but not every little thing. Maybe gynecology needs to look at you. Maybe an endocrinologist, you know, if you determine it really is something weird happening with your hormones. Um, and also um, social workers, we kind of forget about I don't even know what broad term to call them, but if there's something like food insecurities and um, you don't feel safe at home um, for whatever reason, you know, some other other people that can um, help you with some resources for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, back to what Stephanie was saying about like know when to move on and know when to go to specialists. I'm gonna go ahead and refer back to the fact that it's open enrollment um yeah. go and you know sit down through the seminars or sit down make an appointment with your hr director whoever <laughs> whoever deals with your benefit like sit down with them and be like okay so look sis look 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 if or if it's a guy um what happens if and you need to ask these questions because i'm sick of going and paying my my good old copay and then coming back with a bill in a couple of weeks. Um, so I need to up my insurance. Um, just speaking to myself. But yeah, go on and see what's gonna be covered um, because this is important, right? And especially if you do have some type of autoimmune disease or if you have diabetes or stuff like that, um, with our new regulations to healthcare and health insurance, you can't be denied health insurance or health coverage for having some type of pre-existing condition, but you need to check out what your state is willing to cover. Remember back to diabetes, that's 25 extra hundred dollars a, a year. That's a lot, 2,500, like that was what your stimulus check? Like we need to be cautious of these things. So you need to make sure that you are getting a health um, benefit that is going to work for you and your family. And then that's it, that's all I'm saying, I'm done talking. Lose your, use your card. Oh, use, yes. Use your, use your yeah. Don't be like me. Be better. Than <laughs> yeah. <you. laughs> we gonna work on that. We gonna work on that. <laughs> Do y'all know it's in my wallet? Mm -hmm. And still won't use it. I forget. Okay. You just forget about it. I do. I do. I'm All gonna right. be better in 2023. Okay. I'm going to let you hold her to that. 
I am. I, I feel like I'm going to just send like a recurring text or something like that about every six weeks or so. Did you use that flexible spending card? <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be the text that gets ignored for a couple of days, and she's gonna come back like, "Oh, I'm just getting this text today." <laughs> you saw it. Mm-hmm. Well, she, you know, you just like, <laughs> yeah. And then she's uh, looking in in the little catalog, trying to see how many boxes of band aids <laughs> and I don't know Ace wrap or whatever to, to spin the spin the card down. Um, I be getting all the pads and tampons. Y'all gotta remember <laughs> that all of this is included. Those pads, tampons, cups, whatever you use, go ahead and put it on that card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm talking to myself, but yeah. restock your um your your um Medicine. first aid kits at the end of the year because all that stuff is mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. Get all your peroxides and alcohols that you might need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And get grandma them some green alcohol. You know how it is. The rubbing alcohol. So, yeah. <laughs> or make mm-hmm. this the one time per year you actually buy vitamins. Oh, that's good. That's a good. That's a good one. Cause y'all act like y'all can't buy or take the vitamins. Um, so go on and buy them with your FSA dollars. I can buy them. The problem is like taking them regularly. I'm just here to help spend the FSA dollars. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> the rest all of right. that you drink. <laughs> all right, y'all. Moving on. Moving on. Go to the doctor. Talk to your talk to your people. Talk to them. Um. Now, um, I come to fuss again. We're talking about sharing. We're talking about sharing, and I'm talking to Stephanie too. I'm I'm sure she shares, but. I'm an only child, so sometimes I'm a little selfish. I'm an only child too, you know. Oh, okay, we well, understand. So I need y'all. To, I need y'all to share this podcast, okay? So Stephanie, you know, you're an only child, but you need the spotlight on you. So I need you to share it. Be like, hey, listen to this podcast. I'm on. You know, you're right. In true fashion, true only child fashion. Um, <laughs> share this in your group chats. Share it on your social medias if you're using social media. You know, text your friend and be like, "Hey, listen to this podcast," so we can talk about it. All of that stuff. That's what we want y'all to do. Share so we can be heard by other people and we can grow our flourishing community. We're speaking that into existing flourishing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> y'all don't forget about the questions that I'll be asking on Spotify because I know y'all be listening. Mm-hmm. Y'all be listening, then you don't scroll down to the bottom of the page and answer the polls, or you don't answer the questions. So, just I'm just go ahead and say it. Also, don't forget the fact that this is your first save the date that I'm going to give you. Save the date for Sunday, February 5th. That's our next event. Okay. It's gonna be hot gonna be hot so we're gonna need you to go ahead and, and get your little after christmas coins together um yeah and uh, get ready because we finna sell this one out that's what she said y'all, y'all see stephanie writing it down yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what y'all need to do be like stephanie 
<laughs> all right, y'all. Tell a friend, tell a friend. And that's all we got. That's all we got. That's all we got. I didn't talk too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This has been awesome. I've had a good time. Thank you, Stephanie, for coming up here and mm-hmm. giving us your time and your expertise and just being such a wonderful light on our podcast. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Stephanie. Sure. I keep, y'all, and the reason why I keep someone over her name is I'm so used to calling her Soror that I have to actually remember <laughs> that she has actual names. Um, so I just kept having Stephanie. Um, so, hey, either hey, Soror Stephanie, but she got a whole name that's not that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, um, right. And one day we might have Stephanie come back and talk about uh, her other organization that I'm a new fan of, Jack and Jill, because um, it's very much an organization for moms. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all need your own self care and groups and stuff like that. So, we're going to have Stephanie come back and talk about her affiliation with Jack and Jill. Um, yeah. I'd love to. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, I'm done. All right. So, in true take care of this fashion, I'm telling both of y'all, Stephanie and Key, to take care of yourselves. Because even as a nurse practitioner, you need to take care of yourself too. Because I know them folks be wearing you to death every day. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you emailed your doctor, Stephanie? Ooh, ooh. Listen, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> So I got to find another one since we moved. Okay, that's fair. Um, yep. Well, yep. That's, that's part of your self-care to you. You know, you got to yep. find another good one. Be on yes, um, got to get the priorities together. I drive all the way back to Fayetteville for hair, but that is too far to go to the doctor. So explain that. Yeah. I drive back to Fayetteville for my doctor, so. I, I don't know. I'm going to get it together. Okay, well, we're going to need you to drive back to bed <laughs> to your doctor until you find somebody else, okay? I know. As much as we fussing at everybody else, we can't be out leaving you out either. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I want y'all to take care of yourselves. I will also work on taking care of myself. Taking, what in the, what did I just say? Taking care of myself. <laughs> Is that what you said? I'm sleepy, y'all. Okay. Tired. So, anyway, that's it. That's all we got for y'all for y'all this week, and we will talk to y'all next week. Thank you, Stephanie, again, and we will talk to you soon. Kiki, Stephanie, love you. Take care, Stephanie. Love you too. Bye. Bye.